Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 19 of the One for the Money podcast. I'm always grateful you take the time to listen. Today's episode is a little different as it's more of a buyer beware episode when it comes to buying life insurance. Now, life insurance is an important part of any financial plan, but I've seen way too many individuals fall for the tricks of some insurance salesman. Hence the title of this episode, Beware of Wolves in Insurance Salesman's Clothing. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share strategies on the best way to buy life insurance, which agents may not want you to know as it would greatly reduce their commissions. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. It's relevant that I share with you the road I took to become a certified financial planner. I absolutely love what I do and I feel blessed for that. But it wasn't until after a lot of research that I finally found my dream career. This career has married things that I love, namely personal finance and education and being able to have a positive impact for others. And for that reason, I became a certified financial planner in order to have the greatest impact for my clients. But sadly, that's not actually how it started out for me. Due to my naivety, I joined a financial services firm that claimed to put financial planning at the forefront of what they did, but in truth, they primarily pushed expensive insurance that the overwhelming majority of people don't need. But in my defense, it wasn't anything like what I was promised during the interviews with the firm. I had interviewed with a few actual CFPs from the firm who spoke of the merits of being fiduciaries. Now, a fiduciary is a professional that puts the interests of their clients above their own. Apparently, this was in name only. And they, in fact, did not do comprehensive financial planning, nor were they fiduciaries, but their main efforts were to sell really expensive insurance. Now, I share this with you so you know that I have firsthand knowledge of how some in the financial services industry operate. As I mentioned in the intro, life insurance is a critical component of better planning and ultimately a better life, well, at least for your beneficiaries and loved ones. But sadly, far too many don't have life insurance at all, and some of those who do have life insurance that is way too expensive because they fell for the tricks of insurance salesmen and purchase policies that don't make for a better life. Now, what sort of expensive life insurance am I talking about? Namely, index, universal life, or whole life, and similar permanent life insurance policies. Now, life insurance legally cannot be sold as an investment, but there are far too many instances where an IUL is sold as such. An IUL is also known as index, universal life. Now, most sell it as a way to avoid stock market losses and to get stock market-like returns. And that may sound too good to be true, and it is, because they use unrealistic assumptions in the illustrations they show to demonstrate how the policy would work, and they don't share the massive expenses associated with these policies, some of which include their significant commissions. Now, more importantly, they don't even determine if these policies are in the best interest of the individual, 
as permanent insurance is almost always sold and rarely bought. It's usually sold through personal connections or leads, and they are introducing this as the only solution. I know this because when I was briefly at the original firm, the training provided to me was primarily focused on how to schedule appointments and how to use emotionally manipulative sales techniques, but we were never taught to determine if they had sufficient retirement savings or whether they were contributing enough to get the company match or if they had an adequate emergency fund or whether they should be funding an HSA, you know, we never looked at their tax returns. The focus was to sell insurance and the most expensive insurance at that. Well, needless to say, the agency and I parted ways, to put it nicely. Actually, they showed me the door for poor performance, but not before showing me the dark underbelly of some insurance financial services firms and agents. That was a great lesson, though, for me to learn that there really are people who care far too much about their own financial interests and not the financial interests of others. Now, these seem like strong claims, but I've met with way too many individuals who are trying to make sense of the sales techniques used by these agents and wondering if they were true. For some, it was sadly after the fact, like the person in their early 20s that inherited nearly a million dollars after the death of one of their parents, and they were sold an annuity that generated tremendous fees for the agent, but left them with restrictions and fees and nowhere near the solutions they needed at their age. I've also met with others who were told to put all of their retirement accounts in an IUL. Now you might be wondering, why is permanent life insurance like an IUL or whole life so bad? First of all, because it is sold to people who don't need permanent insurance. With very rare exceptions, term insurance is all that is needed and is way less expensive than these index universal life, variable universal life, or whole life policies that are incredibly expensive and don't meet the goals of the clients. In fact, Jeremy Schneider of the Personal Finance Club, who has over half a million followers on TikTok and Instagram, has a great blog where he answers the question, is IULs, Index Universal Life, a scam? And his answer is an emphatic yes. And he compares investing in an IUL policy versus investing in an index fund, and the results are remarkable. And he showed that an IUL policy could potentially erode over 80% of your wealth compared to investing directly in an index fund. Now, he knows this because he bought an IUL policy and read all 91 pages of the policy and did the math and broke down the fees and restrictions of the policy. He said his own policy would have taken 16 years to break even. So the amount of money that he paid into the policy is equal to the amount of money that is available to him. I'll put a link in the show notes to his article. Now, for whole life insurance, which isn't invested in the stock market, it can take up to 15 years to break even, where your surrender value equals your premiums paid. And that's not counting the time value of money or inflation. If you count on inflation, some policies never break even, while most take decades to do so. Now, this provides another reason why expensive life insurance is bad. 
Most people don't continue the policies, so they lose the money they put into it because they were convinced by some agent because this is the type of insurance is never bought and is always sold. Of course, the agent received most of the commissions in the first year of the policy, so no real impact for them. I'll explain more about their commissions later, but back to policy cancellations. According to the Society of Actuaries, a third of folks have surrendered their whole life policies within just five years. So one out of every three persons who bought a policy are no longer paying for these long before they broke even. At year 10, the overall lapse rate is 50%. And by year 20, around 70% of those who purchase their policies no longer own them. Again, I'll put a link to the data in the show notes. So just why do agents sell whole life insurance or any type of permanent life insurance? Because really, it's the fastest way for them to make money. Let me give you an example. If you sold a whole life insurance policy with a monthly premium of $500, agent selling the policy will receive a check for approximately 50% of the premium or $3,000 shortly after the sale closes. Now, if you instead invested $500 in a Roth IRA, the advisor establishing the IRA would receive $300 if he sold an A-class share or just $60 a year if he sold an advisory account charging 1%. Quite a bit different than the $3,000 that they would get from selling life insurance, which would be $500 a month contribution. Where I was first employed, the insurance salesman commission was roughly 50% of the first year's premium and 10% of the premium for the subsequent five years. The manager also received approximately 15% of the premium and the general agent received a percentage on top of that, as did some of the executives in the company. Is it any wonder there is no cash value in these policies in the first few years and by the time people cancel their policies, the agents have already received the lion's share of their payment? So when you don't have lots of money, they sell you permanent insurance because they can get an advance commission on the premiums you pay. If you do have a large sum of money, then they typically sell you an annuity as they can get a one-time upfront commission of around 6.5% of the amount invested. So just how do they sell this? Well, first, they befriend you. Next, they will intrigue you with some information regarding what you like, stock market returns without the losses, Then they disturb you by talking about either taxes or other fear techniques. And finally, they'll provide a solution that could meet these needs. Well, ultimately, they prey on people's trust and ignorance. They use wording like, do you want to rent or own life insurance? And obviously, people want to be an owner of something, usually, but not with life insurance. Or they ask, are you worried about your investments going down and would you like to know a way that you could prevent losses and get stock market-like gains? Or they share stories of how famously wealthy people like Walt Disney and others use these policies to help establish their business as if buying a policy bestows upon you the mind of some world-renowned entrepreneur. Or they bring up the strategy called self-banking. Now, most people just need term insurance and not whole life or some other version of permanent life insurance like an IUL. Before I share why, let me explain how life insurance works. The price of any life insurance and any insurance for that matter is strictly based on the probability of that event occurring. For example, a person with a lot of speeding tickets has a higher probability of an accident and therefore would pay more for car insurance because of these tickets. Life insurance, as the name implies, is insurance for your life. 
in the event that you are to pass away. How much your life insurance policy will cost is determined by five main factors. The first is your age. So if you're 40 years old, your policy would cost less than if you're 50 years old because a four-year-old has a lower probability of dying than a 50-year-old. They also look at your gender. Men have a higher premium or a higher payment than women for the same policy. And that's because men have, on average, a higher mortality rate than women at almost every age group. Your health and other risks is the third factor. Clearly, if I was a smoker, I would pay more for a life insurance policy than if I was a non-smoker because I have more risk of lung cancer, etc. The amount of your benefit is the fourth factor that impacts what your payments would be for life insurance. So a million dollar policy would cost less than a $2 million policy. And finally, the last factor in determining the cost of life insurance is the duration of coverage. Now, if I had a 10-year policy where the life insurance company was covering for 10 years, that's going to cost less than if I had the insurance cover me for 20 years because there's 20 years that it's covering me for that it may have to pay out a benefit to my beneficiaries. Now, this last factor, the duration of coverage, is the real difference between term and whole life insurance. Term insurance covers you only for a period of time, whereas whole life, as the name implies, covers your entire life. Now, there is a low probability that term insurance will pay out, and that's totally okay because it's simply insurance. You know, it's there to protect against a catastrophic loss that have a low probability but could have a potentially huge impact. Now, if the working spouse dies, that's detrimental to a young family. And if a non-working spouse dies to a young family, that's detrimental as well. Now, for a $1 million term policy versus a $1 million whole life policy, the premiums for a whole life policy are between six to 10 times more. Now, some say I want whole life insurance because I don't want to waste the money. Well, I'll say this, you, you kind of hope that it's a waste because it's insurance. It's sort of like fire insurance on your house. You don't feel like that's a waste of money. You don't want your house to burn down every few years so you get money back on the premiums. And life insurance, well, it's based on your life. So if it did pay out, then you know, you're no longer living. So obviously that's not the greatest scenario. But if you have a policy for your whole life, it will pay out in whole life insurance. And that's why whole life insurance is so much more expensive. Where it gets more expenses is if you want access to the money or the benefit prior to death. Now, the insurance company would be fronting you some of the money, meaning they have a shorter amount of time potentially where it can compound and grow. So if you want access to that cash earlier, like in a whole life policy, then the premiums will cost you more. Now, if you just wanted a guaranteed benefit at the end of your life, it would cost much, much less. And that would be a guaranteed policy, a guaranteed universal life policy, which you may want to consider. If you just want a death benefit, you don't want access, it would be a lot less expensive way to get permanent life insurance. My wife and I both have term life insurance policies. I started with a 15-year term policy. My wife has a 10-year policy. Mine is a million dollars. My wife is half a million dollars. 
This made a lot of sense, giving our retirement savings, years from retirement, outstanding mortgage, etc. Now, some people have policies through work, and work policies make sense if you have poor health. But if you have average or above average health, it's better to get the life insurance on your own. Now, there's more that I could say, but let me leave you with some parting advice to help you avoid buying expensive insurance you don't need. The first question you should ask is, how did you hear about this permanent insurance? Is it from a friend or a relative that recently joined a company? As they say, permanent insurance is never bought. It is always sold, meaning people don't seek this out on their own. Rather, these companies hire new salesmen and women who create a list of 200 people they know, friends and relatives, and try to get them to sell the product, usually with a more seasoned agent. What are the qualifications and education of the individual who's trying to sell you this insurance? If they don't have a college degree and only have an insurance license, then there's a reason why they are pushing life insurance and index life insurance, because neither require more comprehensive exams when you actually invest people's money. Ask about their certifications and licenses and look the agent and the certifications up online and look at what the requirements are because some certifications only require minimal effort. Now, is the quote-unquote advisor you are meeting with affiliated with a company that has the name Mutual or Life in its title or has a prominent insurance business? This is huge as they have to sell a certain amount of insurance each year. And you don't want to be sitting across from someone who is thinking, how can I work an insurance sale into this conversation? Now, I do hope you found this helpful. Again, a lot of people don't have the life insurance they need. And most of those people, almost all those people just need term insurance. But some people have life insurance that is way too expensive and isn't what they need. And I hope this episode was helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Today, I'll be sharing the best way to purchase life insurance, and it may drastically reduce the commissions of some agents, so they may not want you to know this information. First, let's start with term insurance. Different insurance companies offer better priced policies for certain individuals. Some offer better terms for diabetics, where others are just better for younger people. I had a client apply to two different companies, and for one, they received the highest health rating. But for the other, they received only the third highest health rating. Now, there was a huge difference in the monthly premium for these different policies for the exact same benefit. Consequently, it's really important to get quotes from multiple companies. And so you want to go with an independent license agent as they can get you quotes from multiple companies, whereas a captive agent would only offer you a quote for their company they represent. Now for permanent insurance, if you are still interested in buying whole life insurance, there's a few things you need to consider. First, you need to have no consumer debt besides a mortgage. You also need to be on track for retirement and you have to have an adequate emergency fund in place. And let's say after all those things, you still have extra money and there is it anything else you want to invest in? Well, there is a way more cost-effective way to buy whole life insurance, and that is to purchase a convertible term policy 
with the same company. These type of term policies allow you to convert to a whole life policy later. Now the commissions paid to the agents are much, much lower on these. And consequently, more of your money would build up in the policy. And for that reason, many agents may not want you to purchase it that way. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you found this helpful. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.